Hello, Yugi bros, Yugi ladies, and Yugi uh, non-binary people. It's time for Yugi bros, and we're going to talk about uh, two episodes today, one of which, uh, I've got to be honest, was kind of snoozing through. It was very boring for me. Um, and... Uh, fun fact, I'm recording this in a new closet since I moved last week. That's, that's exciting. New acoustics. New acoustics. Uh, just everything's bouncing off all of the sweaters that I own. Um, but uh, how have you been, Sam? Have you been having a nice uh, week time? Uh, sure. I'm excited to get through this. These twins. I'm done with these twins. I'm so done with that episode was... I mean, I gotta be really honest. It was so boring. Uh, uh, anyways, let's talk about it. Let's talk about that episode. Let's do it. Um, so we're talking about Double Trouble Duel Part 3 and uh, Face Off... Part one today, uh, Double Trouble Duel Part Three, though, starts with the Gate Guardian um, attacking with uh, Thunderstroke, and there's a lot of lightning puns. Um, but uh, the attack is reflected by Yami Yugi using the Mirror Force. Uh, card, which is kind of like the Yu-Gi-Oh equivalent of I know you are, but what am I? Uh, just sort of like bouncing your opponent's attack back on them and it bounces the what is it? Thunderstroke attack back on the twins, but it doesn't attack the Gate Guardian. It destroys the racist card. So in a way... Yu-Gi-Oh! did destroy racism. Uh, Great. Yeah, no. Great, it's, it's, it's over. It's done. It's finished. Yami Yugi. I, I think Yugi or someone says, you've destroyed your own monster. They get a, a slap down. Uh, but they still have that Gate Guardian in play, uh, which sucks. Because that means that we have to watch this duel for longer. Um, meanwhile, uh, every time I say meanwhile, I think of, uh, this YouTube video that was about this really bad game. Um, and part of the game had, like, this voiceover that would just say, meanwhile, back in town, uh, and so, meanwhile back in town, uh, Seto is hiding in the dungeon where suits are trying to find him. Um, and he's looking for Mokuba. Um, and apparently he's like Spider-Man and can stick to the ceiling. I'm gonna be honest, I don't remember the Kaiba section of this episode. Well, that's kind of the only part that I was paying good attention to, so okay. we can kind of trade off on that. All right. Here's when I paid attention. I paid attention to the Kaiba parts, and I paid attention to the part where they 
bonded summon skull and red eyes black dragon together, which was cool as yeah. hell. That fucked. That looked cool. Uh, I think this is is this the first time we're seeing summon skull. Maybe it's the second. It's the second time we're seeing summon skull, but it's the first time that we're seeing a combo of summon skull and red eyes uh, black dragon. Um. Yeah, you can truly feel the bond between Yugi and Joey with them fusing the cards together. Yeah, they connect together and it makes Supreme Black Skull Dragon. Uh, but unfortunately, they can't put it you know, on the playing field because the Labyrinth card has a no-fly zone rule, which seems like they just made that up. Uh, and basically, no-flying monsters can go into the Labyrinth. So, yeah, and there isn't. It's weird because the labyrinth doesn't have like a ceiling. So, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, so like, um, the cool dragon oh. is stuck outside. But also, the labyrinth gets flooded. So who who knows what's going on? Yeah. Uh. So they flooded their labyrinth, and when they flooded the labyrinth, it did something to it to make it so they couldn't. Uh like, play a magic card or something like that. Um, There's something like that, and then they use electricity back on them or something, right? Yes. Oh, no, I know what it is. Uh, so they flooded the uh, labyrinth, which tripped off um, one of Yugi's uh, magic cards. Right? I'm so sorry, duelist. <laughs> I was really struggling to pay attention on this one. Uh, it's not great. It's not. I just remember, I have a little doodle right here of Dark Magician coming out of a hat and uh -huh. he's saying, we. So that must have been important. <laughs> wow, that's, I mean, uh, not to reveal too much, but yeah, all of my notes for every episode that we watched is covered in doodles. Nice. Because uh, there was a lot of time when I was getting previous episodes, events re-explained to me. And I was like, well, well my brain can take a nap right now. Uh, um, There's some card called Ryuk Ryoku that gets summoned? Yes. Okay. Which, it does something weird where it, like, uh... When you destroy a monster, it gives you, like, the points difference and adds it to your monsters. Oh. Okay. Something like that. I might have just made up a Yu-Gi-Oh card. That sounds like a good card. <laughs> yeah, it sounds really good. I would love to have that card. Uh, What I mostly remember from this episode is they, like, resummon the bottom half of the triple mecha thing. Well, it, and Yugi uses that to defend himself. And then they like do some shit where they like flip the tables on the twins. Isn't it? Um, oh, I'm trying to remember what it is. It's not. I'm trying to remember because they so they have summon skull and the uh, red eyes combo that they can't use, but they also have Dark Magician 
over at the end of the labyrinth. Yeah. Um, they summon another monster that takes out... Uh, oh, right. Okay, so I don't remember what the monster is, but it's basically... Um, it it had oh fuck okay i remember i remember <laughs> uh so it's flame swordsman and dark magician um and they use flame swordsman to destroy the water lower half of uh the gate guardian and they destroy that and then uh while they're distracting um fucking the paradox twins with some other bullshit uh yami yugi plays um fuck blah, 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 uh monster reborn and when he plays monster reborn he uses the water guardian to protect dark magician um and yeah. attack the other two guardians who are still at work however um because Gate Guardian can... This feels like an episode of, like, Drunk History where we're just trying to recount this episode. Full... Our memory is very faded of it. Oh, all the ones that are, like, super dual-heavy are really hard to, like, keep track of and remember, especially since, like, we stopped at part two last time, and so yeah. there's been time in between where... I forgot what monsters were on the field, and then I restarted, and I'm like, I don't have any momentum to care about this duel because I don't like their opponents. They're the paradox twins are kind of boring, and they use the same. Uh, they keep reusing the same flipping animation. Yeah. In a really like sometimes animes reuse animation a lot because maybe they don't have the budget to just do new animations constantly. I mean, you see that in, like, Evangelion reusing that same train footage over and over again. But, like... Yeah, also that show lost its budget or funding near the last couple episodes, so... Yeah, but they, like, do something interesting with that because they're like, okay, we don't have a budget, but we still need to make the rest yeah. of the show. It needs to be interesting. With totally. this, it just feels like cheaping out. It's yeah boring and it sucks. Anyways. All I know is I wrote Yugi Wilden. Yugi was Wilden in this <laughs> one. I think that could be like the theme of the episodes that we've watched. Yeah. Is uh not Yugi, but Yami Yugi is definitely Wilden. Yeah. Um Gate the Watergate Guardian gets destroyed by the other two guardians because it can only attack once. Um, but unwittingly while they are attacking their own gate guardian, they do not realize that Yami Yugi is going to play uh, a switcheroo card that will switch uh, the positions of the uh, Supreme Black Skull Dragon and Dark Magician so that the Supreme uh, Dragon is there to destroy the gate guardian. Uh, they, I would love if the card was actually called Switcheroo and we got to hear Yami Yugi say, I activate my Switcheroo card. That's, it's, that's basically what it's called. It's called like Monster Replace, which is yeah, whatever. 
so it switches those after um, Joey has played Copycat, which allows him to copy the attack of, what is it, Ryuku? Ryuken? Code Lyoko? I don't know. Um, sure. <laughs> just name things. Uh, he played Copycat, so um, that same points uh, thing was able to apply to their side of the field. So, like, uh, Supreme, Supreme Black Dragon is, like, power boosted and basically blows Gate Guardian out of the water. Yeah, um, take that. Yeah, fuck the Paradox Twins. Like, I was feeling genuine real malice towards animated characters because they were wasting all my time with their but it wasn't just over yet because they still had that dumb riddle with the doors at the end they still had the stupid riddle that didn't make any sense and like i literally gave up writing notes on that scene because i was like i can't keep track of what the what the gimmick is here yeah, basically, Yugi pulls a galaxy brain and, like, asks them to, like, pick a hand he has a coin in, and then he, like, explains that they're both lying, and then their, like, minds are blown, and uh, everything's fine. The rest of my notes on this episode are just about the Kaiba brothers, except for one note, which is about, which just says, they can switch the doors... Ugh. <laughs> because basically what happens yeah. is Yami Yugi with his like little to- coin flip is like, huh, I know the real reason that we can't trust these guys. And it's because they can magically switch which door is which. I'm like, what the, they're magic too? And everyone's just like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I wrote down Pegasus kills Mokuba. Uh, so, the reason... Oh, yeah. Okay, so the Kaiba yeah, stuff yeah. is actually interesting and means something yeah. for the plot. The Paradox Twin stuff, whatever. Okay, Yugi and his gang defeat them, and they move on, and they're going to the castle. There you go. Anyways, yep. back in the part that James is interested in. Uh, so Kaiba is running through the dungeons. He finds Mokuba, who's, like, sad and chained up, and he's like, Big brother, you came, and of Seto Kaiba. That was a pretty good. That was a pretty good Mokuba. <laughs> uh, one of my old roommates and I, because I watched Yu Gi Oh so often, um, she would end up watching it with me, and we would do uh Kaiba brothers voices to each other. <laughs> um, You've had practice. I've had like way too much practice. Um, we did Kaiba brothers. Uh, and so, yeah, Mokuba is excited because Seto's there, and then Seto is like, I'm not, I can't, no, no, not on call. Uh, but he, I love the line that he says, because he's just like, yeah, it's me. He's just like... (laughs) As if it wasn't him. Yeah, as if it would be anybody else, and also, (laughs) your brother's chained up, that's your reaction. Okay. Anyways... Um, so he's like, all right, I'm going to pick this lock and get you out of the dungeon, Mokuba. Uh, but then who should show up but fucking Pegasus, who's being, 
I feel like the reason why I find this these these scenes really interesting is because it's the first time we're seeing a little more like very very sinister Pegasus. Yeah. You like before he's just kind of been like a shitty rich dude who's just like but I he's just kind of done stuff from like afar, but this scene is like in person. Yeah, this one feels really personal and um it's very pointed um face to face with Kaiba and it becomes more clear that he's like very much fucking around with people's lives in a way that sucks. Anyways, so uh, Pegasus finds them, and he's basically like, oh, you think it's going to be that easy? And he does the same thing to Mokuba that he did to uh, Yugi's grandpa, Solomon. And he um, steals his soul and traps it in a Duel Monsters card. Um, And Kaiba is like, you're a monster. What the fuck are you doing? You're not human um and uh pegasus says the only way that you can get your brother is if you beat me in a duel and the only way that you're allowed to duel me is if you like is if you beat yugi in a a duel um and get the amount of star chips you need the 10 star chips to get into the castle so you have to um I think I might actually be, uh, no, no. Okay, so yeah. This is, this is the beginning of the next episode, I think. Um, I think he's, so he says that he has to defeat Yugi in a duel. That's like the last thing. Yeah. Um, I wrote, uh, Peg hits him with the golden eye. Because I don't want to write Pegasus out in my notes. Um, and that leads us into, uh, face off part one where um pegasus basically like is sort of mocking seto and uh (laughs) the the ribbon comes off where he like unties the little ribbon he's been wearing and is like yeah i wrote pegasus gets naked because i was like (laughs) what if in the the not kid version he gets naked because he puts on that he takes off the bow tie to like say some kind of metaphor and then he puts it back on yeah, he's basically like, because uh, Seto's like, why, why are you doing this? Why are you messing around with us? Like, I just want to duel you so that I can get my brother back. It doesn't make sense for me to, like, have to go duel Yugi. And Pegasus is like, ba- basically says, oh, I just like fucking around with people. And I like pulling the strings and all that. Um, and in my notes... Um, I wrote um, <laughs> perpetuating cycles of abuse, and then I wrote shut up next to it because I was doing a deep read <laughs> on Yu-Gi-Oh. But it it kind of is. It's sure. it's very much Pegasus playing off of behavior he knows is like shitty for Kaiba to be doing, um, and encouraging it because uh, he's basically like the only way that you can win and get your brother back is to humiliate somebody else, which is fucked up, because that's kind of not what should be happening. Anyways. Uh, Kaiba agrees to it, because he's bored. Yeah, Kaiba's like, alright, fine, I'll do it. 
but I'm gonna fucking kill you later on. <laughs> um, when I when I swear, does that make it so we're like explicit rated on Apple Podcasts? Yeah, but I've already marked all okay. every episode. I mark is explicit because okay. A, I don't want children listening to this. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna listen to a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, kids. Uh, um, then we're cut back to the gang, and I believe Taya is having some thoughts. Yeah, Taya kind of is. She's figuring it out. She's like putting the pieces together. Where she was like, she's like, yeah, it feels like. Yugi's so confident in the arena. It's like he's a different person than this other person that I know. Um, and then she has a flashback to um, when she sort of became friends with uh, Yugi and Joey. Well, before that, she says, sometimes he seems so gentle and more a mere... What did I write? Sometimes he seems so gentle, a mere mysterious guy but serious or something comparing the two y- yugis yeah i also felt like uh it, yeah yeah uh what yugi trips and she's yeah, yeah. It, it is immediately mean to him and i'm like you're having all these nice thoughts about him why do you <laughs> have to be a jerk and then he's like i remember when i saved you and i think that's what causes the flashback yeah, he trips and she's like, is that how you're going to save your grandpa? Like, yeah, that's pretty fucked up. What the fuck, Taya? <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, she has a flashback to when she worked at Burger Palooza. And um, she was worried when Yugi and Joey came in that they would uh, rat her out for being underage and working because uh, she's saving up money to for dance lessons because she wants to study ballet in New York. Yeah, the thing I took away from this scene is there's Joey and Yugi at a counter and um, mm-hmm. Joey's kind of leaning on his hand and his hand looks fucked up. I was like, man, they drew that hand very badly. <laughs> they were like, please don't notice, please don't notice. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about uh, in... The, uh, so the next few scenes are basically, uh, Yugi and Joey are like, no, we won't tell anybody. We know it's important to have a dream and go after it and basically, and then like leave a note for her at her school locker that are like, that's like, oh, we found this cool place where you could practice dance. You should come. Oh, yeah. The there. note is also illegible again. I wrote that down. I was <laughs> like, oh, primo example of this, this is. These are not even letters. Yeah. It's just scribbles. I just like the idea of them getting a note that's just like scribbles and then being like, I know what this means. Yeah. Uh, um, and she goes to the... Uh, it's like a... Op- it's like a storage closet or something. It's not... Yeah, in my head I'm thinking like a... What are those shipping container things? Like those... Big ones that you always see on, like, uh, CSI or something. Where, like, you can sure. do crime in them, because I guess shipping containers, no laws apply. Nope. Mm-mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, but she gets attacked by a robber who, tra- who traps her in there. 
and has to be saved by Yugi morphing into Yami Yugi um, and playing a little card game with the guy. And he Yeah, he asked for a, a purse, but she clearly does not have a purse on her, so I don't know it's... what's going on there. So, like, as I was watching this, I... I'm worried what, what happens in the non-kid version is all I'm saying. Well, so I don't know what happens in the Japanese version of the anime because I don't have Crunchyroll and that's kind of the only place you can find the uh, Japanese subtitled version. Um, but I was, as I was watching it, kind of remembering what this scene is in the uh, manga because a lot of the flashbacks are just sort of um, re-edited and recontextualized versions of earlier manga scenes. Yeah. Um, so in the manga, it's still Teo working at the burger place, but, um, like, a robber does a holdup of the burger place and sort of, um, takes Teo hostage... And uh, Yami Yugi challenges him to a game, but it's not a card game. It's like <laughs> they have to hold their hand over a lighter and the first person who chickens out loses. Oh, yeah. And then he does like, uh, I don't. That's like that. Uh, did you ever play that game in school where like someone would take a quarter and like scrape your skin and you had to like say the alphabet, but say, like, a thing per letter, like, A, apple, B, banana. No. They would just keep... It was it was a weird fucked up game people would play in my middle school, where they would, like, take a quarter and just, like, scrape across your hand mm-hmm. until you got through the whole alphabet. Yeah, that is fucked up. Yep. Uh, I was thinking of, like, the, uh... We didn't use, like, a knife in middle school but like you would take a pencil and you would like uh the hand game yeah the hand game where you put it between the fingers uh that's kind of like the basic premise of most of the penalty games in the first few Yu-Gi-Oh mangas Hmm. um where they're just like deadly games um uh, and i don't remember what happens to the guy but it wasn't good um, in this one, uh, Yami Yugi uses Mind Crush, like he's a, like he is a Dual Monsters card. Yeah. Uh, which kind of is bizarre. Uh, and he saves Taya, who is confused because she's like, Yugi doesn't remember doing that at all. And he seemed like a totally different person. But that would be wild if he were a totally different person. Little does she know, he really is. She's putting the pieces together. Yes. I also wrote Big Taya Hand, which I guess there was probably a, <laughs> a drawing of her when her hand was big. I'm just imagining, like, the animation notes just saying, <laughs> Big Taya. Make her hand bigger. <laughs> it needs to take up the whole screen. Yeah. Um... Uh, so Taya has her flashback, and they, Taya and Yugi are like, all right, let's go up the stairs. And so they go up the stairs to meet with Tristan, Bakura, and Joey. And, uh, I don't remember if it's Tristan or Joey, but one of them is like, 
you'll never guess who's blocking our way. And it's like, there's only so many people it could be. It would be wild if it was just some random kid they had never talked to before. Like it was one of those brown haired kids that we saw earlier. Just some normie who's like, you can't get in. You got to duel me. (laughs) I got to. He has like one star chip. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I got a fucked up deck, but hey, you still got to duel me. Sorry. That's what I want to see. Just you eat crush the child. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that happens. Uh, but not in this one. Um, unfortunately. Yeah. Anyways, it's not some random fucking normie. It's Seto Kaiba, King of Gamers. Uh, and he challenges Yugi to a duel because he's like, hey, I've rationalized this in my head that this is what I wanted and not just dueling uh, Pegasus outright. Uh, He's like, I need to duel you, and that's the only way that you can get through is if you beat me. And Yugi's like, why the fuck would I duel you? That doesn't make any sense. Um, But basically, Seto... uh, He tries taunting him and that doesn't work. And then he finally is like, listen, I've come around to the heart of the cards and I have a reason that I'm dueling. Um, (laughs) I'm dueling with a fire in my heart, which is gay. Uh, He says he's dueling for the right reasons. Um, And so finally... Uh, Yugi's like, you know what? You do seem like you've changed. It does seem like you're dueling for a different reason than just to, like, fuck with me. So, yes, I will duel you again. Does Kaiba call Joey a chihuahua at some point? He does call him a chihuahua, yes. Okay, I wrote that. Uh, (laughs) More dog stuff. More dog stuff. Great. Makes a lot of jokes about Yugi needing to get his dog on a leash. Yeah. Um, but I think he abandons that ch- talk once he realizes that that's not selling the duel at all. Uh, and they go up to the roof to duel. Meanwhile, the two, um, my notes say that Bandit Keith and Kimo are bonding over sucking really hard. Um, <laughs> And Bandit Keith's like, I get into the castle because I uh, stole a bunch of star chips and now I'm going to duel. And Kimo's like, well, you know what you should go do is go see that cool duel that's happening on the roof. Uh, Bandit Keith is like, okay. (laughs) Bandit Keith's like, I got nothing to do. He's like, I guess I'll go see what's shaking. And every minute I'm like, I hate this guy. This guy sucks. Uh... So they're on the roof, they're dueling, it's going to be five stars versus five stars. Because uh, I think um, Pegasus gave Kaiba five stars yes. before he went to duel. And so if he gets the five stars from Yugi, then he can get in. Um, they're using the dual disc system, which has improved a little bit since we saw it with uh, Joey's... Joey and Seto's duel. 
Um, and Bandit Keith gets in a little tower to watch, which seems like a bad vantage point, but he's acting like it's really good. <laughs> and he was like, whoa, what are those guys doing out there? I thought I trapped them underground. Which made me think, did he think he killed them? And that was okay? His preferred outcome was what? Probably. This guy sucks. It's a card game. Yeah. It's not worth it. It's three million. Uh, the gang is not aware that Bandit Keith is watching. Even he's just no, they're blissfully unaware. Yeah. Uh, but Seto and Yami Yugi start to duel, and they, I like I don't, I don't really remember like the first few cards that they play because they're kind of just um opening gambit. Sword Stalker. Yeah. And the flea. They're kind and of the flea. Or something? Uh, I don't, I don't remember. I know that... They're kind of um, just whatever cards. Yeah, so, like, uh, Seto puts out a card, and then Yami Yugi is like, here's my cool strategy to destroy it. And Seto's like, that was a good move, but there's more moves to be had. Uh, you're, I think he, like, does pay Yami Yugi a compliment, where he's like, you're a really good duelist, so you're the only person I respect enough to duel and yami yugi's like don't patronize me <laughs> uh not taking any of it not taking any of it and everybody's all the dialogue is very uh i know that you know that i know that you know that yeah. i know these cards um there's like a big stretch of like a run-on sentence kaiba does and the next episode which we'll talk about but man i was just like if if someone was like what's seto kaiba like in duels i would just send them that clip yeah kaiba be well and here's okay so here's the thing um here's the thing i really like seto kaiba and yami yugi duels and that and specifically yami yugi duels with seto because they are so similar in how they view dueling that it's really funny because it's just like two uh, gamer robots just saying the most pretentious, blowhardy shit to each other. Yeah. Because like in like a duel with Joey, he would immediately be like, stop talking so much. I don't give a shit. You're... You're just, right. yeah, you're full of hot air, but Yami Yugi is like, oh, ho, ho, an opponent who shares my wit. I should probably respond. And it's, they have like fun energy that plays off of each other. Uh, they definitely, they're definitely like the. Uh, they're, they're both tryhards. They're both. The kids would call them. Yes, big tryhards, big tryhard energy. They come in, they're like, did you know that we both were in AP classes in high school? <laughs> yeah. And they won't stop talking about it. They're very gifted and talented. Um, and uh, so they kind of have like little opening gambit cards, but the action really starts when um, Yami Yugi plays Dark Magician and uh, Seto plays um the uh the genie card uh yes. which is i don't remember what the 
it's like ah jin or something or maybe just jin they yeah it's something like that they call it a genie card and its name is jin but like a jin is a specific type of genie which is okay whatever Yu-Gi-Oh. uh and they also play some questionable music when the genie comes out so yes. a little a little <laughs> too disney aladdin yeah um and so they put uh seto plays the genie um i think it's uh he he plays the genie he also plays a card he plays a lamp yeah he plays a lamp that the genie can go into that protects it from any attacks um and uh, i think the episode ends on this note of him being like looks like we're evenly matched yugi but you have no idea what i'm planning which i wrote uh parentheses horny <laughs> things I, are about to get sweaty things are getting sweaty the sweat has increased it's a very sweaty salty episode uh joey says that yugi's about to put the moves on him uh which is yeah this is basically uh what this duel is um and that sort of ends the part one of the duel yeah i like the episodes where we get the flashbacks and we get to learn about past relationships yeah um i i like the episodes that kind of focus more on the main characters and sort of developing the drama that's kind of going on um, yeah. I think especially because in Yu-Gi-Oh, the more, the further in you get, the more it does become about, like, interpersonal drama that's, like, on this huge scale, and you start to get less episodic sort of one-off duels, um, which can I, which are kind of a grab bag of fun or boring. Um, like... The Mako Tsunami duel was, like, fun and interesting because he's a fun and interesting duelist. But the Paradox Twins are kind of... They're gimmicky and you know they're just going to be thrown in the trash. Well, they're, like... they're, But their cards aren't very gimmicky is the thing. So, like, they have a gimmick, but the actual duel is really dry because there's no fun, interesting playing going on. It feels like you're watching, yeah. like just a duel and not like a cool interesting fun duel right um i also really liked in the uh face off part one that we got to see that new setup for the dual discs where the cards are like big holograms so we can also see what the two duelists cards are rather than just like in their hand yeah definitely it's cool to see the giant scale of them on top of this castle as well mm -hmm. yeah it, it looks really cool um it's a really good like kind of cliffhangery ending um and that i think is uh yeah that's we're getting into more and more like duels where because we know the characters it becomes more fun to see what they play um, it's kind of like how It's Always Sunny is more fun to watch the further in you get because you know how bad the people are and what they'll... Yeah, you're also more familiar with their decks and you want to see what new strategies they're going to pull. Mm-hmm. 
what cards you haven't seen them play. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and like how they'll combine the new cards, uh, especially when you know if they got new new cards in their deck. Yeah. Um, and speaking of uh, cards and new things, uh, let's uh, leave the episodes behind us and let's talk about our uh, card question that we asked on our Twitter. Um, uh, do you let, do we want to do us first or, uh, listeners first? Let's do listeners first. Okay. So on our Twitter, we asked, um, what everyone's favorite, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh card art was. Um, we got, uh, an answer from, I believe it's, uh, Disc Discintus Discintit it's Discintist at on Twitter. Um not sure. I think the name is Alice Palace. Uh sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh who said that their favorite card art is uh Shadow Tamer. Um, yeah, this card looks cool. It's like a warrior lady with face paint. Oh yeah, yeah, right. yeah. There's and she, she, I believe when she's summoned, she can like control one of the beast type cards on the field. I like that she has like the whip, but I also like uh, the background. It's kind of like one of those uh, lights that you see at Spencer's gifts, where it makes like lightning come out of your hands and stuff. Yeah, she she goes to Spencer's gifts. She goes, she does, she do be looking like she go to Spencer's Gifts. Uh, she has a whip. Mm-hmm. She got... Big, big Dom energy. <laughs> big, uh, Indiana Jones energy. <laughs> uh, we also got a reply from, uh, I think it's Slyly R, uh, Slyly Ramondo. Um, and they said that their favorite card art is, uh, Performage Hat Tricker. Um, which, looking that up. Oh, this one looks like, a like Time Wizard's cousin or something. Yeah, this one's, like, I think this one's, like, very cute. It has, like, a little Yeah, it's, like, a cartoony magician. It kind it's of, almost like a invisible magician, but you can see their like cape and their hat. The glasses kind of remind me of Weevil Underwood. Oh yeah, that's kind of got that and the color, like that yeah. vibe. Yeah, this is one of those cards where the info on the card is like a whole paragraph. Yeah, and the font size is like eight. Sometimes the best cards are like so. The best looking cards can have like such obscure uses in the game, so it feels like you never really get to play them. Yeah. Um uh Sam, what is your favorite card art? I, so I thought the question was what's your favorite card at the beginning? Okay. I think about the art. But uh well, we already my favorite card art. 
Isn't there one with the harpies? Like all three of them? Oh, the harpies ladies? Yeah. Let me look this up. Uh, yeah, that one's cool. Sure. That one. Yeah, the harp. Are you looking at like the harpy lady sisters? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one is very cool. I feel like uh, a lot of people gravitate to the ones that are have like very anime uh, art on them. Yeah, uh, it's got like three different kind of. You can see them in perspective. Mm -hmm. Cool. There's like a foreground and a background. Everyone has different hair. It's really fun. Yeah. Um. What is your favorite card art? Um, well, I went through my decks, and I found one that is Alexandrite, uh, dragon, that is, like, a dragon that's basically kind of made out of crystals. Um, oh, I, re I really like the dragon art on, uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh cards, because there's so, there's so many of them, and they all have, like, really interesting uh traits just like and basically it's like you could make a dragon out of anything yeah and then it looks like it's made out of that this looks like um there's a summon in final fantasy which is like a basically a big powerful being you can call to help you mm -hmm. and there's one called bahamut and it's a big dragon and it looks like bahamut yeah this kind of looks like this is a little bit I mean, like, looking at it now, I thought it was cool because it's made out of crystal, but I'm also seeing it do kind of look a little bad dragon-ish. <laughs> like, it might have a line of toys uh, devoted to it. Um, yeah, it's interesting that the arms are, like, T-Rex arms. Arms are, like, T-Rex arms, but it has, like, a, like a, a, a real ripped chest. Yeah. Uh, it's got some abs. Yeah. Uh, second place nominee was the Tiger Dragon, which is just a dragon with tiger stripes. Um, I'm looking this up. Tiger Dragon. Oh, this looks like a Digimon. Yeah, one, one has to suspect that uh, part of the reason why the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh made Yu-Gi-Oh was because he was like, well, I'm really good at drawing dragons. So, <laughs> would be cool if I could make a manga that was just about me drawing dragons. Yeah, I found like a shot from it being summoned in the show, and it definitely looks like a Digimon. I think Digimon was a definitely a a contemporary of Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, although I never, I've never watched Digimon. I like the idea of. The localization team seeing this card and just being like, it's a dragon, but it's kind of a tiger. Let's name it Tiger Dragon. I I mean, like, I would hesitate to say it has a better name in Japanese. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a dragon, a tiger dragon that looks like... I'm also seeing a card called Turtle Tiger, which pretty much is a turtle tiger. Yeah. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, they're what what it says on the tin. Yep. Uh, but yeah, um, first episode, kind of, uh, didn't like it. Um. Yeah, <laughs> well, we got rid of those twins, so it's... Yeah, they're out of here. Um, 
And second episode, cool, interesting, setting up a fun duel, had a lot of Kaiba in it, so I was having a great time. Um, and yeah, I mean, stay tuned because we're gonna believe our next pairing of episodes will finish out this duel. So. Yes, I'm seeing into the future, and it would seem like the next <laughs> two episodes we watch will be a fun and interesting conclusion. Uh, but in the meantime, back in town, uh, it's uh, it's time for us to say goodbye, duelists. Um, so we'll see you later, duelists. Bye. It's time to p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p p